because the the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to get very upset that people don't listen to him and he was very pained because he knew that if they did not listen to him if they did not accept islam if they died as idol worshipers as mushrikun as idolaters then they would go to jahannam so he wanted to save them from the hell fire and he was he was trying to do that but people were not listening to him he would be very upset so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said la tahdi man ahbabta walakin allah yahdi man yasha allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said you cannot guide uh, the one you love but allah can guide whoever he likes now um rasulullah sallam this ayat came to comfort him now when we look at the stories of the sahaba rizwanullah alayhi ajma'in we see some amazing stories which uh, which show how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided people who if we had see, if somebody had simply uh, told us the, the 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 name of a particular uh, person and what he did and said do you think this person would have become muslim you would you would say absolutely not there is no way that this person could have ever become muslim but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed the hearts of people and we can only say that this is because of the real goodness which was there in the heart of that person which was visible only to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the reason i'm saying this is to remind myself and you that we must not be taken in by people's appearance and by people's uh, you know actions and their speech as we see it we don't know what is the real situation in the heart of that person some of the worst enemies of islam they became some of the most uh, important of the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu one of them was umair bin wahab al jumahi radhiyallahu he um, he was uh, in the battle of badr he fought on the on, on the side of the mushrikun he was one of the quraish he was one of the enemies of uh, of islam and muslims and rasulullah sallallahu he and his son both were in this battle his son's name was wahab um, and uh, umair ibn wahab al jumahi returned to makka safely but his son was taken prisoner by the muslims so umair uh, so he, fe- he this umair ibn wahab he uh, was afraid that uh, his son might be tortured and they might be killed you see we, we only see our own reflection in the mirror so he feared that because that is what the quraish would have done and this is what was their culture now the uh, rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam never tortured anybody the muslims never tortured their prisoners the muslims as a matter of fact treated their prisoners so well that there are several instances where prisoners became muslim because of the way they were treated right prisoners of war became muslim because of the way they were treated so here is somebody who goes to war trying to kill the muslims and then he gets uh, he is un- unsuccessful he gets taken prisoner but the way he is then treated as a prisoner brings him to islam 
So this was the case. But these people, they didn't know because they were they, they looking at themselves. So he was afraid. So one day he went to the, uh, to the haram in uh, Makkah where he, where he used to live and uh, to make tawaf. And he saw Safan bin Umayyah, who was another uh, chief of the Quraysh and another enemy of Rasulullah uh, who was sitting near the Kaaba. So Umar bin Wahab went to him and he greeted him. He said, uh, Imma Sabahar. He said, you know, good morning. And uh, he, they, they, he sat down and then they talked about Badr and how the Quraysh's army was defeated and how uh, the number of Quraysh had uh, been made prisoner, number of people had, uh, of the of the Mushrikun were prisoners, number of them had been killed. And they were all buried in a mass grave in Al-Qalib in Badr. So they talked about all that. And um, Safan Vibaya said, you know, this is terrible and nothing can be better after this and so on. Now, uh, Umair bin Wahab said to him, he said, by the God of the Kaaba, by the Rabb, Rabb of the Kaaba. He said, if I had no debt and no family to worry about, I would take my sword and go and finish Muhammad and I would just go and kill him. But my son Wahab is uh, and he said my son Wahab is there. He has been captured. So I would definitely go to Yathrib and I would kill Muhammad The only thing is that I have debts and I have a family here to take care of and that is what is holding me back. So Safan bin Umayyah listened to him and he didn't want to let this opportunity pass. So he said to him, he said, look, give me all your debts and I will discharge all those debts. And your family will be like my family. I, if you something happens to you, then I will take care of them. Uh, I will make sure they have everything they need. They will not want for anything. And he said, you know, I, am, I have enough wealth to do all this. Uh, Safan Mumbai was one of the big, uh, you know, wealthy people of uh, Korea. So he said, I've got enough money to do all this. Your family, your debts are nothing as far as I'm concerned. I will take care of all of them. You go and do this job. So Umair uh, bin Wahab said, yes, okay, so this is good. And he said, keep this conversation secret, don't tell anybody. And Safan said, of course, uh, this is between you and me. So Umar then went. And he got himself ready. He got his short sword sharpened. He coated it with poison. Uh, he got his camel uh, prepared, right, uh, to go. And he knew that he had the the support of you know everyone whose uh, whose family was imprisoned, whose whose, whose sons were imprisoned, uh, who had been taken as prisoners of war. Uh, so he knew he had all of them, and he uh, left from Medina. As soon as he reached uh, Medina, he got off his camel, he tied his camel near the door of the mosque and he entered the masjid. Now at that time, Sayyidina Umar bin al-Khattab, he was sitting with some sahaba near the door of the masjid and they were talking also about Badr, they were talking about the prisoners and the number of Quraysh killed and what happened and who, who, who fought how and you know the brave deeds and so on. And suddenly he saw Umair bin Wahab. As soon as he saw him, uh, he saw Umar bin Wahab. Obviously, Umar bin Wahab had his sword in his hand because, you know, he was carrying his sword. 
Uh, as soon as he saw him, Sayyidina Umar jumped up and he said, There is that dog, the enemy of Allah, Umar bin Wahab, and he has come here with some evil. There is no way that he can be here. Without that, he led the mushrikeen against us in Makkah. And uh, he used to torture us and he was a spy against us before Badr. And so he sent some of the Sahaba. He said, go and stand around Rasulullah and protect him and warn him that this dirty traitor is after him. Sayyidina Umar then again, he also went to the Rasulullah and he said, Ya Rasulullah, this enemy of Allah, Umar bin Wahab has come and he has a sword in his hand and I am sure there is something evil. Rasulullah was unperturbed. He said, let him come. Let him come. Now, uh, Sayyidina Umar uh, went to Umayyad bin Wahab. He grabbed him by the, by the back of his, uh, uh, of his shirt and he put his own, his own sword on his neck and he took him to Rasulullah in that way. Now, when Rasulullah saw Umayyad bin Wahab in that condition, he said to Sayyidina Umar, he said, release him, leave him. And then he said to Umayyad bin Wahab, he said, come here, come closer. Now Umair bin Wahab came closer and uh, he said uh, to Rasulullah he said, Im Sahab, Im Sabaha, he said, good morning. Uh, Rasulullah said, Allah has granted us a greeting better than this. Ya Umair. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us the salam alaikum, greeting of peace and that is the greeting of the people of Jannah. And then he said, why have you come here? For what have you come? Why have you come here? So my Prabhupada said, I have only come here because my son, he is a prisoner with you, so please release him. I have just come to ask you for, uh, for you to release my son. Uh, Rasulullah said, then what is this sword? Why do you have a sword uh, around your neck? Tell me the truth. Why have you come? Umayyad said, no, 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 I, I, I only came for this. I only came for my son. Nothing else. Rasulullah said, no. He said, you are lying. He said, you and Safwan bin Umayyah sat near the Kaaba and you talked about your companions in Badr who are buried in Al-Qalib. And then you said, you said to Safwan bin Umayyah, if I had no debt and no family to look after, I would certainly go and kill Muhammad. So Safwan took over your debt and he promised to look after your family in return for your agreeing to kill me. But Allah is a barrier between you and the achievement of your aim. Now, Umair bin Wahab was absolutely stupefied. He was astounded. And immediately he said, I bear witness that you are the messenger of Allah. He said, Ashadwannaka Rasulullah. He said, Ya Rasulullah, we used to reject whatever good you brought and whatever revelation came to you, we used to reject it. But my conversation with Safwan bin Umayyah was not known to anyone else. He said, by Allah, I am certain that only Allah could have made this known to you. And he said, Alhamdulillah, I praise Allah who led me to you that he may guide me to Islam. And then he said, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu annaka rasulullah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasul wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. And after that, Rasulullah accepted his Islam. 
And then he told his Sahaba, he said, instruct your brother in Islam. Teach him the Quran and set his son free, set his prisoner free. Now the Muslims were very happy because uh, Umar ibn Wahab was one of the big big people in, in Makkah. And uh, even Sayyidina Umar once he said that a pig is, is dearer to me than Umar ibn Wahab. He came to Mr. Salam, he said, Ya Rasulullah, today he is dearer to me than some of my own children. Now, after that, Umar ibn Wahab spent uh, a long time in Medina and he uh, memorized a lot of Quran. He learned the deen from the Sahaba and he said that he spent some of the sweetest and richest days of his life away from what he had known in Makkah. Now, back in Makkah, <coughs> Safwan bin Umayyah was was very happy. He knew that he was filled with hope because he said, okay, this is good. Uh, now, uh, you know, this is uh, uh, Umayyad bin Wahab has gone to finish this problem and he is going to come. So he was going around telling people in Makkah, just wait, I've got some good news for you. I will give you some great news which will make you forget what happened in Badr. Right? So he was very uh, happy and he was going around saying all this. Now, uh, but time passed. And slowly he became anxious and he became very anxious. And finally he got to the point where any traveler came from the direction of Yathrib. Uh, Safwan bin Umayyah would go and ask him, have you heard, have you seen Umayyah bin Wahab? Do you have any reply, any news? Uh, do you know about him? What has happened? Uh, nobody knew anything. Finally one day, one of the riders, one of the men who came, he said, Umayyah has become a Muslim. Now, Safwan bin Umayyah was absolutely shocked. That news hit him like a hammer on the head. Now, he, he thought that even if there was no one, that if the, even if the whole world became Muslim, Umayyad bin Wahab can never become Muslim. That was his feeling. That here was a man who was such an enemy of Muhammad sallam, that there is no way that he would accept Islam even if everyone else did. But now, here is this news to say that he has become Muslim. Now, meanwhile, so and of course he was he was humiliated because he was going around telling people that this you know he's going to give them good news and now his good news flew out of the window. Meanwhile, Umar bin Wahab, who continued to learn Islam, continued to memorize whatever Quran he could do, and uh, when he achieved some confidence, he said he, he went to Mr. Sallam, and he said, Ya Rasulullah. A lot of time has passed since I used to put out the light of Allah. I used to try to put out the light of Allah and I severely tortured whoever was on the path of Islam. Now I, I request you permission to go to Makkah and invite the Quraysh to Allah and to, and to you and to Rasulullah. And if they accept it, Alhamdulillah, but if they, and if they oppose me, then I will harass them as I used to harass your Sahaba. Rasulullah gave him consent. Umayyad went to Makkah. He went straight to the house of Safya, Safwan bin Umayyah and he said, you are one of the chieftains of Makkah. You are one of the most intelligent of the Quraysh. Do you really think that these stones you worship and make sacrifice to, do you really believe that they deserve to be the basis of a religion? Do you believe these are gods? Do you believe they can do anything for you? And he said, as far as I am concerned, Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Now, he was a big man in Quraysh. They could not do anything to him, so they let him do. Now, he went around and many people in Makkah became Muslim at the hands of Umair bin Wahab, anhu, 
who started out with the intention of killing Rasulullah But Safwan bin Umayya held out. He did not accept Islam until Fatah Makkah when uh, Safwan bin Umayya tried to run away. Finally, even there, and this is the sign of a good friend, Umayya bin Wahab, he did not let him go. He caught him and he, fa- he went to Rasulullah and he begged him to give him amnesty. He said, do not, uh, to please give me permission and uh, give Safwan bin Umayya your protection. Rasulullah gave him protection and Safwan bin Umayya also became Muslim and became a very distinguished Muslim in the service of Islam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jale 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 to be uh, pleased with us and to use these uh, beautiful examples of the lives of those Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved uh, to be a guidance for us in our own lives so that we may live our lives in a way that is pleasing to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pleasing to him jalla jalaluhu and on the sunnah of his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam